Ah, sweet land of liberty. Our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. It's no secret to anybody listening that this world is getting stranger and stranger. And the topic of our show today, I'm entitling, Thou Shalt Not Kill Unless the Government Tells You You Have To. And our guest today, my good friend Barry Bussey, Director of Legal Affairs at the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. Barry, welcome back to Freedom's Ring. It's always a pleasure, Alan, to be here with you. And our neighbor to the north there in Canada often does things ahead of the United States and seems like the United States is not usually too, too far behind. Um, what on earth is happening now with physician-assisted suicide? Well, let me tell you, last year, the Supreme Court of Canada, in what is called the Carter decision, ruled that um, individuals had a uh, right to allow physicians to end their lives. Now, what was interesting was that the court was of the view that uh, such people uh, would have the assistance of physicians because the court was of the view uh, that physicians, you know, they have the skill and so forth uh, to know whether or not a person is uh, uh, terminally ill, whether or not um, there's um, any duress or anything of that nature. So the professional would end the person's life if that's what they so choose. Now, that decision uh, basically held off declaring the criminal code provision against intentionally causing the death of another, um, as uh, held that off from saying that that provision in the criminal code is unconstitutional for a year. That came up just a couple of months ago. The government asked for an extension, and they were given an extension. We had a change of government sense, of course, and uh, we now have, in June, it will be declared unconstitutional unless it's changed by the government. And the government, just this last week, has um, uh, brought in a new bill to uh, make amendments in uh, response to the court's decision of our Canadian Criminal Code, which I should uh, inform your American listeners, in Canada, the Criminal Code is a national prerogative, and so we have the same Criminal Code for all 10 provinces and three territories. So let me just back up and recap what I think I just heard. Yep. Because murder, intentional killing, yep. is against the law, hopefully everywhere in this world. Um, and the problem with Canada's criminal laws were it didn't make an exception for physician-assisted suicide. That's correct. Which, so since the court said that Canadians have a right to physician-assisted suicide, they needed to adjust the criminal law so that physicians weren't going to be prosecuted. That's correct. They wouldn't be in violation of the law, whether or not anybody wanted to prosecute them. That's right. Okay. So the changes are, are in play now for the criminal code, yep. but how does this affect religious hospitals? 
Well, this is the interesting thing. Um, there's a real, you know, it's interesting. The government's bill, for example, states that when it comes to conscience, that the government of Canada is committed to develop non-legislative measures that would support the improvement of a full range of options for end-of-life care, respecting personal convictions of health care providers. However, that seems okay. That's great for physicians and nurse practitioners and so on, their assistants, pharmacists, and so on. But um, we are still don't know yet what the government is going to be doing when it comes to hospitals. Some Catholic hospitals in Ottawa, for example, have made it very clear uh, that they will not be participating in having physician-assisted suicide in their premises. So uh, we're yet to see how this will play out, whether the government will uh, blink and allow the religious hospitals to be exempt but right now, we don't see it in the legislation. Well, so are you saying that the legislation as it exists would require even Catholic or Protestant or Jewish hospitals that object, they would have to allow physicians to kill people, even though they thought that was immoral? Yeah, well, I mean, of course, here's what's going to happen. Um, the bill doesn't say that. The bill... There is an implication that that may be the result, uh, because what will happen is, here's what's interesting. While criminal law is a federal jurisdiction, when it comes to health, it's a provincial jurisdiction. So every province is going to be making up its rules as we go forward as to what will be required of the hospitals. And it's going to be now on a, a fight on a case-by-case basis in each province as to whether or not the publicly funded health care provider is going to be required to uh, provide this service, as they call it. Well, you say the publicly funded health care provider in Canada, you've got a national health uh, system <laughs> where public funding provides for all of the hospitals, right? That's correct. That's correct. So you don't have much of a private health care system, do you? No. In fact, uh, you know, there is uh, private health care in the sense that um, the way it works, for, first of all, there is a health private health care in some areas, like, for instance, uh, uh, dentistry would be private, uh, massage therapy, physiotherapy, those kinds of things are private. Um, the abortion is often uh, uh, private, so in other words, you'll have public and private there. But generally, the governments have a monopoly on health care, and they get to decide whether or not something is going to be private or public. So that is the situation, and there, I don't think, yeah, there is uh, one or two hospitals that might be uh, private, but they're specific. Like, for instance, we have a a private hospital in Toronto region, which does um, uh, some uh, uh, hernia operations and so forth. But basically, that's kind of like way out of the norm. Everything is uh, is public. But you still have a significant sector of uh, religiously sponsored hospitals, yes? We, in some provinces, like for instance, what's been happening in Ontario, for example, over the last... Uh, number of decades, uh, government has 
through its various policies, have, you know, uh, how can I say, kind of squeezed out many religious um, hospitals. For example, in Toronto, uh, the Seventh-day Adventist Church had an Adventist hospital. It was uh, basically uh, phased out over time. And um, and lots of Salvation Army hospitals in various provinces have been phased out, the number of Catholic hospitals. But in some uh, uh, provinces, uh, you'll have um, a remaining few, mostly Catholic hospitals at this point. There is a Jewish hospital in Toronto, but, you know, as time is going on, less and less uh, religious hospitals. And when you say phased out, um, the government is, is taking them over and shutting them down, or just taking them over, or what? Well, it's it's not as uh, simple as that. It tends to be quite complicated in the sense that um, government decides in a particular area there are too many hospitals, and by the way, uh, it appears that uh, the ones that are tend to be redundant are you know, uh, for, uh, I, I mean, I can't say that there's a, an intentional uh, government program to get rid of religious hospitals, but the net effect is that uh, religious hospitals are less today than what they were before. I see. <laughs> well, for those of us who think that single-payer might be a good system, um, something else to consider. So, yeah, I mean, and you know, I mean, let's face it. There, there's a lot of great things about our system. That uh, you know, we don't have to worry about mortgaging the house because we're having you know an operation, those kinds of things. But on this particular issue, it's uh, we are setting up for a very interesting challenge coming down in the not too distant future. Because uh, once the government passes this legislation. Uh, and then physician-assisted suicide is becoming a uh, more common thing, what's going to happen when individuals who are at a religiously-based or influenced hospital says, look, I'm not getting the public service here, um, what happens then? And that's a cloudy area, and the government seems to be, um, I mean, it it has received a fair amount of um, of discussion on this on both sides of the matter, and it is something it's going to have to tiptoe its way through as we uh, go in the coming months and years. You know, this seems to me, Barry, to be just another area where society is flipping 180 degrees very, very quickly. Mm. I remember in law school when... um, you know, we were theorizing about a right to die, but it was pretty far out there, you know, back in the 80s, the, the notion of a right to die. Uh, you know, it was purely theoretical, and nobody ever really thought it would come about. And here we are now in our lifetimes uh, contemplating not just a right to die, but a right to have somebody else assist you, and even a right to compel an institution to provide that service. And here's the other thing that's that's happening as well, is that here in Canada, under the Canada Health Act, because even though constitutionally the Canadian government uh, does not operate hospitals, it's a provincial jurisdiction, but what happens is the Canadian government gives money. And what seems to be 
pointed out in the preamble of this act is that while the government is uh, planning on uh, to ensure, you know, that uh, uh, physician-assisted suicide is provided in the in healthcare, there's a possibility that uh, a province would see a reduction in federal funding for failing to provide it. And so, obviously, that's going to put a great amount of pressure on healthcare workers uh, to participate, uh, but also, of course, uh, uh, institutions and so on. So, so yeah, you're right. There's been tremendous amounts of change in a very short period of time, and um, we are certainly uh, living in a time of rapid change. And it's going to be very interesting to see um, what the ultimate effect on the greater society and the greater good, uh, all of this is going to be. You know, just as we're closing, to put this in in a biblical perspective, uh, to me, the explosion of this uh, right to physician-assisted suicide really reflects a shift away from uh, Protestant values, from Christian values, uh, and the dignity of life, frankly. Our guest today as we close, my good friend, Attorney Barry Bussey, Director of Legal Affairs, the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. Barry, a pleasure as always to have you with us on Freedom's Ring. Thank you so much, Al. And as we close, we want to remind listeners here at Freedom's Ring, we don't just talk the talk, we offer help to those suffering religious discrimination. Check out our legal resources page at churchstate.org. That's www.org churchstate.org. And you can now listen to Freedom's Ring anytime you wish on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Uh, Check out our SoundCloud radio station. And don't forget, friends, freedom is not free. Be informed. Get involved. Join the North American Religious Liberty Association today on the web at religiousliberty.info. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring. (laughs) 